Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money. And today I'm chatting with my friend Bobby, who is the Millennial Money Man. And we're talking all about his strategies to destroy student loans. And Bobby has an awesome story. He paid off $40,000 of student loans in a year and a half. And Look, kudos to anyone, high five to anyone listening who has done that, who has paid off student loans, who has made sacrifices. You know, I think if anything, what I really want you guys to get out of this um, this interview, this podcast is that, you know, making the tough choice now to sacrifice some things, whether it's, you know, buying a house or a fancy car or going on an expensive vacation or whatever it may be for you sacrificing now is going to be worth its weight in gold in the future. All right. So I hope you enjoy this interview. um, And I hope you get a lot out of it, whether you're just graduating college now, or you've been done with college for a while, and you're still paying off 
those really ridiculous student loans. Bobby, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. It is so awesome to have you. And I know all the listeners are going to so love learning all your tips about how you can actually destroy your student loans. Hey, thanks for bringing me on. I'm really excited about this. This is awesome. Yeah. So um, I was wondering if you could just kind of start out, you know, talking about how Millennial Money Man got started and, you know, what kind of led you to um, you know, talking about student loans or really kind of like taking that on as your, as your mission? Sure. Uh, well, when I graduated from college, I got a music education degree and uh, I wanted to be a band director. And so, um, which is, a, it's a really cool band is, this is going to sound weird, but band is like really big in Texas, like high school band, just because the football is so big here. And so um, I wanted, I was in band in high school. And so I wanted to do that growing up. And so I became a band director and I had $40,000 of student loan debt and I didn't really know anything about money. Like I was just kind of like my dream in college, like was when I got a job to buy a Camaro for some reason, I don't even know why, but um, <laughs> that was like my big dream. Um, but so I got out of college, I actually didn't buy the car, but I met a really good friend um, through my wife is like a, a friend of my wife's family and he's an older guy and he, uh, he, I went water skiing on his boat with him one day with him and my wife. And basically like where we go water skiing, I live by a lake in Texas where we go water skiing. It's like all these mansions and stuff. And it's really beautiful. And I was like, man, I really want to live in one of those. And he pretty much was like, well, you're a teacher and you've got a bunch of student loan debt. So that's probably not going to happen. Reality check, right? Yeah, It's kind of a reality check. And I was like, dang, I really want one of those houses though. Um, so Basically, you know, through through that first meeting with him, we actually kind of became friends. And he he was a successful business owner, um, did does really well in the stock market. Just just a really all around knows a lot about money. And so he started kind of questioning me about my situation and what I was going to do with my student loans. And so I was just like, well, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna make the minimum payment. You know, that's like what you're supposed to do. <laughs> he was he pretty much was like, no, you're not going to do that. Like he, and he kind of, he just said, you need to live below your means. You need to do this. And we kind of just talked it over for a while. And so, um, I start, you know, I started paying off my student loans really quickly. My wife and I had moved in to her parents' house and rented a room from them. And so while I was, you know, teaching band, um, I would throw pretty much <laughs> the majority of my paycheck you know, minus the rent and some other things, you know, I needed to survive, but I throw the majority of my paycheck at my loans. And so a year and a half later I was debt free. Um, wow. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it happened really fast. And, um, so then I started just, I got really passionate about money because I saw all these other, I saw these high school kids that were about to go to college and like, they don't know what they're going to do about money and they don't know what they're going to do to how to pay for college. And so I wanted to kind of start, teaching them some of those things. So in my advisory lessons, we, we have like a 30 minute advisory every day and the principal sent out these things that we were supposed to teach like math lessons and all the stuff that I thought was kind of stupid. And so I just didn't teach that. I just taught money lessons instead, like how to read a credit report, how to, you know, how to pay off your student loans, everything. And the kids loved it. I mean, they ate it up every day and it was awesome. And so then I started millennial money, man. I just started writing about money and, uh, that was pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, that's how I started it. And I just found that I was really passionate about it. And so when the site had made 
Probably, and this is serious. I think their website had made about three dollars. I actually quit my job. And, <laughs> I love it. And, and started millennial. Well, I didn't start millennial. I started doing that full time. Which I don't know anybody that knows anything about blogging. Like when you first start, there's not a whole lot to do full time. So it was pretty crazy. Um, but I was able to after I paid off my student loans. I just kind of kept paying myself the same amount of money and putting it away. So I eventually got up to a year's salary was in the bank. I was a teacher for three years. And so that kind of gave me the, <laughs> gave me the courage, I guess, to make the jump and, and go out on my own. Yeah. So, that's, that's awesome. And you know, you, you, you talk about something like really important there, which is, I think that, you know, you made you and your, you know, wife or soon to be wife at that time, you know, made a smart decision about, um, you know, living in her parents' house and, you know, while some people probably see that as a con, um, you know, and it probably yeah, yeah. wasn't, you know, your ultimate decision if you had, you know, if you could have picked any decision, that probably wasn't the one you would pick. But, um, but you know, you did it. You made that sacrifice. And, and because of that, you were able to, you know, get on top of this really, you know, expensive debt and then also like launch a business, which I think like so many people, especially when you're in your 20s. It, it's like you've got stars in your eyes and, you know, you want the fancy car and you want the fancy yeah, house. Yeah, it, it's, it's totally true. I mean, the, the thing about the, the living at, at my wife's parents' house, I mean, I've gotten mixed reactions on that. You know, like some people are like, oh, I wish I could have done that. Or, you know, like some people are like, oh, that's really cool. I think that the thing is, though, you, when you're when you're trying to get rid of debt, you kind of have to look at any opportunity you could. I mean, we didn't have to live with them. And honestly, it kind of sucked. I mean, like they're great people, but it's not fun. I mean, we had like a little 10 by 10 bedroom. I didn't have a closet for three years. Like my clothes were out in the garage and I had to throw them in the dryer every day. Cause it kind of smelled like gasoline. Like it, it was a, but I, we knew when we were doing it, that it was, it was the right thing to do, you know? And so when people always ask me like, cause there's a lot of people that just can't live with their parents location or, you know, their parents maybe have passed away or whatever. You know, I just tell people to get roommates like you, the keeping your living expenses low right after college is, is huge. I think, you know, it's like keep your living expenses low and then don't buy a new car. Right, yes. <laughs> and you'll be okay. And then that's, but yeah, it was definitely a sacrifice and it definitely is not a fun thing. And it's embarrassing. Like, you know, I'm just now at the point and, you know, we don't live there anymore, but I'm just now at the point where I can comfortably talk about it without feeling, you know, kind of weird or, or self-conscious about it. So, but, you know, I would recommend it <laughs> for anybody just if they have debt, it's, it's a great way to, to get ahead of it. Like you said. Yeah. And then also, you know, so you talk about paying off your debt, you know, at a really fast period of time, but let, let's like dissect that a little bit. So, like, what were some of the things that you did? Um, I mean, I'm assuming you probably had a, an, an awesome budget or, you know, there were some things that you did so that you were able to, like, really drive um, your money into getting rid of this debt. Well, I, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm probably one of the only personal finance bloggers that doesn't religiously use a budget, or at least I, I do now, but I really didn't back then. Because, honestly, I, had no, I didn't know anything about money. Like, I was like, I mean head in the clouds. Like I had no idea what was going on. And so basically what I would do, I, the, the second that my paycheck dropped into my account, I would just, I would make a payment. Like it would be the first thing I did. And so the money was gone and you know, so I couldn't spend anymore. And, uh, so that, I mean, that's probably the, the, the quickest near the, you know, the best thing that I can tell people is like, if you, if you need to make a student loan payment, 
make it the first thing and make it the top of your budget, whatever your budget is, make that the you know line item number one. And the, I mean, the other stuff I did, we just, you know, we didn't go out to eat. Um, we didn't, I didn't buy clothes for a long time. Like I was, I was a band director. So I'd stand up in front of the band all the time. And usually like the flute players, like little flute girls are in the front row and they, they ragged my shoes like every day. Cause I had these nasty looking shoes. <laughs> just, um, you know, I just didn't, we, I just lived really low, you know, well below my means. And I let all my friends pass me up. That was the other big one. That's what I always tell people is like, let your friends pass you up because all of my friends were buying cars. Um, they were, they were buying houses. They were renting really nice apartments. They were just spending all this money. And now, you know, I'm only 27, but I probably have more money than all of my friends. And just because we, we decided not to do that. It's like, once you finance your life away right at the beginning, it's takes a long time to come back from that. So you just have to get started early and you've just got to be really, really dedicated to it and not care what people think about you, which is hard for people. It's a, that's a hard concept. Yeah, that's such awesome advice. You know, let your friends pass you up. And I think it's so hard to do because when you're in the middle of it, it's like, oh, but I want this, but I want that, you know. And I think what's awesome is now like you have perspective and you can look back on it and you can really see like the power of that and how it's, it's benefited you, not just right now, but like forever. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it, I've, my wife talk, my wife and I talk about this sometimes. Like if we just don't do anything really stupid, um, we should be wealthy, you know, in 30 years, like just because we didn't, we don't find, I mean, we both drive old cars. Um, you know, we just, we just don't really spend a lot of money. It's, it's not like we don't go out to eat and stuff now. And actually, you know, full disclosure, we actually just bought a boat just because business is good and we don't have any debt. Um, but there is kind of that like light at the end of the tunnel. If you're sacrificing for years, like we did, like you get to a point where all of a sudden you've got money and nobody else around you does. And it's, it's a, it's a weird thing. So I, you know, everybody that I talk to, it's like, especially high, I actually, a lot of my high school students, my former high school students, they still email me and stuff like they're really big fans of the blog. Um, and so I still try to kind of coach them, you know, like don't get the expensive meal plan. Don't get the, you know, don't go out to eat all the time. Like you need to live within your means. And so I think that, I think that's important. And I think that's what, uh, hopefully I'll be able to help some people do that. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. 
That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, your your process of like starting the blog. You know, what was that like? Um, any advice that you would offer for somebody who's kind of, you know, thinking of, of starting that and, and maybe just the, the evolution, kind of the, I guess, the money mechanics of, of how you actually make money off of a blog? Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, getting started... I mean, you just have to start writing. I mean, that's the thing. And I didn't know I could write. Uh, that's That was kind of a surprising thing for me. Like the only, like literally the only writing experience I had was I was in charge of the uh, fantasy football league. And so I was like the commissioner of it for, for our work. And I wrote these like kind of funny newsletter things every week. But, like that was all I had, you know, other than okay. college. So, um, but I just started writing, and I think that if if you write about something that you're passionate about, or you know, it, and it goes the same with work or, or whatever, but you know, if you're passionate about what you're talking about, it really does show in the writing. Um, and so that's that's one of the things that helped me early. Is a lot of people liked the way that I wrote because I tried to be a little bit different, you know, as different as you can be. There's a lot of bloggers out there, but um, and the other thing is, I just I I marketed myself really heavily, especially on Twitter because. You know, and anybody that's getting started on blogging, I think you have to be on Twitter, just because that's where all of the that's where all the journalists are. Um, the, so, like today, I had a, a story. Um, Reuters did a, did a story on me today, and you know, like the that that's the kind of stuff that you get from Twitter. And so, I, I was really, really aggressive on that. And I actually have some posts on my site um, for people to check out, just like exactly how I did it. Like, there's one I think it's. It's called uh, How I Grew My Blog Quickly, 
And it's got a lot of exactly what I did, but I was really aggressive marketing myself. I wrote a lot. And then as far as monetization, um, that was hard at first because you get a lot of people, you get a lot of little companies that try to get you to do work for free. Blogging is this like weird thing where people expect you to, um, you know, put their content out for free. And, and so, um, you know, I actually got, I got tricked by some of those companies like early on. And then I realized like, no, I need to start asking these people for money if they're going to do a sponsored post. And then that evolved into, you know, now I can, I can charge, you know, a thousand dollars or more for some, for a bigger company. And I only allow large companies now that are, that can reach most of my audience and actually have a good product for them. Um, you know, I'll allow them to do sponsored posts. So that's one way I make money. Um, I also make money through I have a, how to start your blog, uh, tab at the top. And that's really popular because I've got like a how to, and then I get paid by Bluehost for whenever somebody signs up through that. And I get paid for student loan refinances on the site. You just have to find as many different things as you can. But the problem is you got to, it's not really a problem. You've got to make sure that you really get your name out there first or you won't get anybody. <laughs> you won't get advertisers yeah. at all. I mean, they don't, you know, you've got to show that you've got a quality audience. And I, I guess the other thing is that even if you don't have a huge audience, you've got to make sure it's really targeted. A lot of financial bloggers try to like cover everything. Like they try to cover the entire financial perspective. And for me, it's like, I focus on student loans and like some very basic personal finance stuff and that's it. And so I have a very, very, uh, good target audience. And I can tell that to advertisers like, Hey, you know, like these people have student loans. These people are trying to refinance. These are people that care about their money. Um, so, I mean, you, you got to be kind of focused in your writing as well. Yeah, those are awesome points. So where do you go from here? Like what, what you know, what does the next few years look like? You know, how do you want to kind of evolve your, your business? Well, uh, I'm, I actually, I own another company as well. I own a digital marketing company um, because I realized all the stuff that I was doing with Millennial Money Man is stuff that companies want. <laughs> you know, like they, they that's uh, content marketing is how everybody gets their name out there now. So, um, that I'm growing that kind of simultaneously with millennial money, man. And I'm just, you know, whichever one makes the most money in the end, I guess, or whichever one takes <laughs> up the most time is the one I'll do. Cause I love both of them. I mean, I think millennial money, man is hopefully something I'll do for, for years to come just because it's, it's a way to help people. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy that. And there's a lot of people out there that have really terrible student loan stories and, and financial stories that, uh, you know, they need help. Like people need help. And, and I like doing that. But as far as millennial money, man, we're actually adding my wife, Coral. Um, we started, we're, we haven't started yet, but we're about to launch a site called millennial money, gal.com. And, uh, because I mean, my site does pretty well across the demographics, but like she knows stuff like how to save money on makeup and how to, you know, all, all the, the girl stuff. Yeah. I have no idea about any of that, but the idea was, you know, she's just as good as at, at money as I am. Like she just did a post on my site. She paid $25,000 cash for our wedding. And, uh, she's like a mega saver and she's, she's really disciplined with it. And so it was like, well, you know, that we need to create that too. And hopefully the idea is that she can, um, run that someday and, and, and work for herself as well. Um, so that's, that's one way we're growing it. I've thought about podcasts. I'm not sure <laughs> if I want to do that yet. Um, you know, I, I just really, I'm just trying to get my, get my name out there and get the blog out there and just see what happens with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, one last question before we wrap up, I thought this might be kind of, kind of interesting. Um, 
I mean, obviously, because you're so passionate about student loans, you know that, I mean, it, it is a crisis. Um, you know, students are graduating with so much debt and, and not making enough income, you know, in the jobs that they're rolling into that, yeah. you know, it's, it's really hard to, to get over that hurdle. So I would just love to know your opinion. You know, do you have any like thoughts or ideas of, you know, how we can, we can really work to kind of change this in society? Um, you know, I was just curious if you had any thoughts on, you know, how do we get, how do we get past the student loan crisis? Oh, sure. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's something that I've thought about a lot. Um, and I think one of the things that gives me kind of a unique perspective on it is that I was a high school teacher and I saw how the education system works. And my, my theory is that there needs to be a lot more personal finance education in high school because these kids are, I mean, they're going to get student loans and they're basically getting a mortgage slapped on them, but they don't even know how to balance a checkbook if they needed to. Um, they don't know how interest rates work. They don't know anything. And it's always shocked me that we teach kids algebra and we teach kids calculus and all of these like really, really intense, uh, you know, math classes. And we don't teach them the really basic like kindergarten numbers of personal finance. It's so I think there needs to be a lot a way more focus on that from really comes from probably the state level, which Texas has done a little, I live in Texas, but it, they've done a little bit and they're starting to introduce some curriculum. Uh, but the other thing is we, the culture of, you know, every kid has to go to college to be successful probably has to change. And it, I saw, you know, sixth graders on the sixth grade campuses that I worked on. I mean, they had like college banners and like they start these kids so early on, you have to go to college, you have to go to college. And so these kids go through their entire education career. And then when it comes down to like, okay, you're here, you are, you're going to choose your college now. And they go, well, how do I pay for it? And it's like, oh, well, don't worry about that. You can get your student loans. And so you're, you're, it's like a conveyor belt. You know, that's the way I imagine it's like this conveyor belt where we're just taking kids and pushing them through this college thing. And it's just, you know, it has to change at that, at that level, even like the elementary school level. And we've got to focus more, I think, on some on trade, uh, even just entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurial classes. I mean, it's got to be the the everybody goes to college thing has to change because it's just it's not that way anymore, um, and it's just too expensive <laughs> to, yeah, to right. really do that. I mean, it's, it's crazy how these kids, how much money these kids have to pay, and it's sad, you know, because they get you see them get shackled with debt like really early, and they think they're doing the right thing, and they think they're doing what they're supposed to do, so. Uh, that's my that's my deal. It's got to change at the at the school level first, and I think that that would help everything tremendously. Yeah, that I mean that's awesome. That's it's pretty much you know how how I feel. I think that you know even we used to have you know people would go to trade schools and mm-hmm. you know they wouldn't be that expensive, but they would learn like a really valuable trade. And I think we've kind of really moved away from that you know, yeah. into the model of, well, everybody's got to go to this four-year institution and spend, you know, thirty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 on up, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and maybe that's not, you know, right for them. I, I think it's really important to kind of look at who you are too and what your skills are. And, and even if you don't exactly know what job you want to do, you know, most people have some sort of direction Sure. Um, yeah. And just not be afraid of, you know, yeah, debunking that or saying, you know what, I'm going to take a couple years after high school to kind of figure out, you know, what I'm good at or what I want to do. And if, if college then is the right decision, you know, then I'll make that decision. But, 
um, you're right. It's just kind of like you just auto roll into it and, uh, <laughs> and there's the debt just waiting for you. Yep. It's sad and scary too, but it's, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, you know, if I ever get a really big platform, then I'm, I'm going to try to push for that, but we'll see. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. I so appreciate your advice. I know all the listeners will too. And, and hopefully you've encouraged, you know, some people to really make some, make some tough, but good choices in their life and really work to just, you know, slash that debt and get rid of it. 